This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is the Lombardi Line with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard on VSEN. It is hour number two of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM on the eve of Thanksgiving. Uh, so nice to have Josh Applebaum filling in today. We, uh, we're hoping Michael Lombardi is feeling a little bit better. Uh, Michael, we hope to be back uh, tomorrow with Patrick Maher. Patrick will be back tomorrow, though. I'm Ben Wilson uh, in for Patrick as we continue hour number two. And really the, uh, the storyline of the week, Josh, it's been all sorts of benchings across the NFL and <laughs> new quarterbacks who we'll see for the first time. Mike White in New York taking on the Bears and Justin Fields laying four and a half. We'll see Sam Darnold make his season debut for the Panthers, catching two and a half against the Denver Broncos. Sounds like we might have a third Josh going on with the Houston Texans. Yeah, just during our break here, Ben, I'm glued to Twitter, and I just saw a tweet coming out. Lovey Smith, head coach of the Texans, won eight and one. We mentioned them as looking uh, toward a number one overall pick, trying to get Stroud or Bryce Young. Well, guess what? They just made a quarterback change. They're going to Miami. It's no longer going to be Davis Mills. Just announced right now on Twitter uh, that Kyle Allen is going to get the start here for Houston. Journeyman kind of backup guy. He's had, you know, a couple cups of coffee, different games that he's uh, played in. But to me, Ben, based on this number, we did see a further move toward once it was announced that Allen is going to start immediately toward the Miami Dolphins here. The Dolphins open as low as like a nine and a half, 10 point favorite on the early, early look at line at home. They were minus 13 when we were thinking it was going to be uh, Davis Mills. Now that it's going to be Kyle Allen, they just went to minus 13 and a half. So based on the way this game is trending, Ben, I wouldn't be surprised if you get to the key number of 14. If you like Miami bigly in this one to win by two bigly. touchdowns or more, probably want to jump on that 13 and a half uh, before you before we see this rise uh, for even further. My one thing, again, I'm, I'm not excited to put on the hazmat suit and bet the Texans, but I would say... Double-digit dogs have been pretty good. You did see uh, at basically on the Monday night game when it was Cardinals got up to 10. There was late buyback. They got to 9.5. They got blown out. But you have seen these bigger dogs do pretty well so far this year. Double-digit dogs are 11-5 and five against the spread, 69%. Not really interested in playing the Texans, but I would uh, just kind of look at basically what the betting market is doing. And We talked about the switch from Wilson to White where there was no change at all. We did see a half point change here, minus 13 up to 13 and a half, no longer with Davis Mills going with Allen now starting quarterback for the Texans this weekend in South Beach. The question you always ask, though, on, on the change of quarterbacks, there's obviously, obviously a reason why Davis Mills <laughs> is no longer the starting QB. 
I'd listened to all those numbers earlier, Josh, on Zach Wilson, how he's 30th in success rate, 30th in EPA per play, 30, a 31st in completion percentage over expectation among the 32 qualifiers. The only guys who've been worse so far are the two guys who also have lost their jobs, Baker Mayfield in Carolina, Davis Mills, who's pretty much 31st across the board here. So given how Miami has struggled defensively, 30th against the pass this year, have been a pretty solid run defense team overall, but most teams have not really even tried to run against Miami. They just passed the ball on the Dolphins at will. Is it really warranted to go a further point up in what is already a ginormous spread for Miami here, uh, Josh, with the near two touchdowns? So, I mean, basically just from the perspective of a guy who's been, you know, starting last year since he first got in. I'm in New England here, Ben. There's a lot of talk about, hey, why'd you draft Mac Jones so early? You could have waited and gotten Davis Mills. Is there a big difference between Davis Mills and Mac Jones? Obviously, the way the Patriots drafted Mac Jones, they really liked him, but they were tied to Davis Mills and Nick Casario, former Patriot, taking over in Houston, uh, was big on Davis Mills here. It's tough. His numbers don't look great. 11 touchdowns, 11 picks, but what's his supporting cast? I, I don't know if there's a full determination on how good or bad Davis Mills is until you get him a better supporting cast here. But to your point, Ben, I think the odds makers are just saying, hey, you're going from a guy with a lot of experience, started every game, to now a guy who's a journeyman and a backup for a reason. We'll tick this thing up to 13 and a half. To me, it's just notable because you're around that key number of 14. Right. Whenever you're around a 3, a 7, a 10, a 14, that's just notable to me where, you know, how are the books going to balance this? Are they going to immediately go to 14 because they're worried about a lot of steam on Miami winning by 14 or more? Or are they going to be reluctant to hold out the 14? Because even though, as gross as it seems, a 1-8 team, Ben, uh, I do believe, I got to dial this up, but Houston hasn't been terrible covering numbers. ATS, they're 4-5-1. So there are they are losing pretty much every game, but they're kind of in a lot of their games. Remember there was that game who was uh, against, um, and they were a big dog against oh, Philadelphia the Eagles. just covered on yeah, the yeah. Thursday night game. Well, and that, exactly. I'm glad you, you brought that up. I just wonder, we had the discussion last block about, okay, teams who looked either really, really awful from a previous week, you have to figure that there's going to be a better effort that following week. Just in a general, raw NFL handicapping philosophy, two of the worst games this year for the Texans had three points before a garbage time touchdown drive against Tennessee. They were down 17-3 in that game, had fewer than 100 yards of total offense for basically 55 minutes. Came out the next week and actually gave a game effort against Philadelphia, covered a big number at home. You look at last week, and just pulling it up to make sure I have this right, with how awful it was against Washington. In the first half last week, one first down, one for Houston. One first down, five yards of total offense in seven drives. And for as dead as that football team looks, and how uninspired Lovey Smith looks as a coach on the sideline, you have to think, even though they're 1-8-1, and one, that there's at least going to be a better, more professional effort going on the road to, by the way, a Miami team who is fresh off a bye, playing really, really well, has a big rematch for head coach Mike McDaniel as he goes back to San Francisco for the first time next week. It, it would seem like an obvious sort of look-ahead slash letdown spot for Miami, and you got to think you get more of a game effort from an NFL team in Houston. I mean, this isn't college, Josh, and we'll see if that one-game bump is, uh, is a, at least a thing here with the decision to go to Kyle Allen at quarterback. Yeah, so that's kind of my, you know, my instincts here as a gross contrarian better. It's like, hey, let's see if we can get this thing up to 14 on the news. And again, you have a lot of people who are traveling today or going to grandma's house or getting ready for a Thanksgiving here, Ben. So maybe they don't know immediately. Like we have the luxury of, of being on Twitter and seeing this news break right now. Let's let the dust settle. Once the public, you know, gets to their destinations today and they find out that, hey, it's going to be Allen instead of Davis Mills. Is there further betting on Miami to bring this line to 14? If it gets to 14, I could be intrigued by, again, holding my nose and going with uh, the Texans here. I'd mention one thing uh, quick too, Ben. You mentioned it, off a bye. 
That's really important here. Favorites off a buy, 57% against the spread. If you are banking on Miami to win by 14 or more and blow them out, then that would be in your back pocket that these favorites off a buy, even though it's a rookie coach with McDaniel, it's not just uh, kind of your, 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 your body clock and getting time off and rehabbing injuries, but that favorite off a buy angle to me is also your coaching staff. It's the good coaching staffs can use this extra time to really game plan and really, you know, trick up some plays and kind of take advantage of a team like the Texans here who played last week. So I think the angle too would be, you know, if you think Miami can cover this number, you need them to score a lot. They're averaging about 26 points a game, only 15 points a game for Houston. They seem to be going backwards here, Ben. Mm -hmm. To me, this is a wink, wink, nod, nod. Let's start Allen and make sure we can get that number one overall pick. I, I get it. I, I just all wonder, though, on Mike McDaniel, former offensive coordinator in San Francisco, how much of that bye week are they kind of one one eye looking forward, starting to get yep. a plan for the Niners, where the Niners are a look-ahead four-and-a-half-point favorite in week 13 in San Francisco, a game that's going to have big playoff positioning implications uh, a week from now. Just keep that in mind. When you're thinking about just you know, blindly laying it with Miami is all I would say, Josh. <laughs> really, though, it's, it's Houston and it's the Rams who are your two ginormous underdogs here for Week 12 in the NFL. Rams, you talk about the key number, Josh, of 14. That that number has gone to 14 and moved past it with really no resistance there. Rams in Kansas City will we'll kind of bring these two games together right now to kick off the hour. Uh, with the Chiefs up to 14.5-point favorites, man, that is a lot of points to lay in an NFL game. But if you're talking about teams who look totally dead and bereft of life, and keep in mind, Matthew Stafford's still in concussion protocol for the Rams as we sit here on a Wednesday morning in Vegas. Hard to want to step in front of that, that, that Chiefs train right now, don't you think, Josh? Yeah, it is a tough one here, Ben. This is one of your more lopsided plays. Again, this is the, one of the biggest lines we've seen all year, the 14.5. Massive number here. But I think it was, was it last year or the year before? I know there's a there's one Sunday randomly, like week 12, week 13, where I think the Jets and one other like 15-point dog one outright if my uh, I Jaguars, did someone... Jaguars beat the yes. Bills as a six, 15 and a half, 16 point home dog. Yes. Last year, same week. That was, I think I want to say week 10, if memory serves correct, same week that uh, the Mike white game happened for the jets against Cincy. Yeah. Look at your memory there, Ben. You're pretty good. You're like uh, the rain man over here with those numbers, but good job by you. That so, was very memorable, again. Josh, because those two results <laughs> were ridiculous. It was only last year. So. They were, and imagine if you put some, uh, you know, a unit there on the money line there to win outright, you know, almost like Saudi Arabia the other day, plus 1,800. Yeah, but there you go. Uh, to me, Ben, huge number here, and I don't know, I'm just losing faith. I put a lot of faith in McVay as a really good coach. Like, even though you're banged up, you got a lot of injuries, he can coach it up, he can keep this thing close. But they've lost four straight. You're going into New Orleans, you lose by seven as a two-and-a-half-point dog. Before that, you lose by 10 as a three-and-a-half-point favorite against Arizona. They really don't have any draft picks, so it's not like, hey, let's lose and get a higher pick because they've pretty much mortgaged their picks for the next 100 years here. But I don't know. This is a team that is kind of packing it in. You've won your Super Bowl. I'm really not high on the Rams just in general. And again, to your point, the fact that we, and we just mentioned this a second ago with the key number of 14 with the Miami game, you made a really astute point, Ben. The fact that this game opened as low as lookheads were only like minus 10, you get up to 14, and you go right through that key number of 14, like the, the hook 14 and a half. I even see one book that just went to 15 here. It looks like the Westgate went to 15. Yes, they did. So when you fly through a key number like that with no resistance whatsoever, that's something to file away here, or maybe you get like a, I don't know, a 31 to 7 win here by, by Kansas City. So my instincts as a contrarian better, I don't love being with the public laying huge points here. I don't think I'm going to bet Kansas City just kind of out of principle here. But what I've seen out of the Rams, especially last few weeks, this looks like a dead team. Really doesn't have much to play for. They got their ring. And again, you mentioned Stafford, too. 
He had a concussion. He was going to play. He's a really tough guy. He had another concussion here. I think maybe you even look at shutting down Stafford. If you have nothing to play for, you got your ring, and you don't want to risk further injury for a guy that you gave up a lot of picks for. No question. Isn't it weird to you that the betting market last two weeks, I get that partially two weeks ago against Arizona, it was the loss of Kyler Murray going to Colt McCoy, uh, but that was a two-point move to the Rams last week, uh, two weeks ago. And then last week, a lot of respected money, bringing that from four and a half down inside three. And the Rams were really not uh, not really competitive in that game in the second half against New Orleans. Yeah, and I think the betting market, again, it's the most efficient market. And obviously the odds makers, they're going to factor in home field, you know, injuries, obviously matchups and all that kind of stuff. Their power rankings they're going to start with and then make adjustments here. But, Ben, you still look at their their roster. It's like you have Aaron Donald. You have Jalen Ramsey. I know Cooper Cup is hurt, and so is Stafford, too. And you just released Daryl Henderson, your leading rusher. There's just a, a bad vibe going with this L.A. team. But you still have high-end talent. But to me, it's maybe the fact that your depth, you have the really good star players, but not much depth depth underneath them. And again, the fact this line continues to fly through. Here's another thing, Ben. The total's falling in that one. That was 45 and a half. Mm. You're down to 43. I mean, the odds makers maybe are expecting almost no offensive output here from the Rams. I think that would be your ticket if you want to lay this big number. I'm a little worried, Ben. But yeah. again, this thing keeps going up to the Chiefs. I, my memory did fail me, Josh. It was week nine last year. And the Jets, that jets Bengal win was week eight. It was the Bronco-Cowboy game. Broncos were 10-point dogs in Dallas. I only remember that because I was doing a broadcast in Abilene, Texas that day, and the Cowboys lost his 10 points. You were close enough, Ben. I'll give you the winner. Yeah, and that was was the same week as the Bills (laughs) over the Jaguars. Uh, We will go to our Thanksgiving Day matchups. Where are the lines moving for tomorrow? This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. You don't have to wait until after Turkey Day to score a Black Friday deal with VEASAN. New VEASAN Pro annual subscribers get a $30 credit to the VEASAN store. With VEASAN Pro access, you get a daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits let you see where the money and bets are moving every game. Deep dive daily betting reports, plus our upcoming College Bowl and Super Bowl betting guides. The VEASAN store is a great place to shop for VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, this is a limited time Black Friday offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at vcin.com 
slash subscribe. If you're just landing on us, the Lombardi line, it's Josh Applebaum. First off, in for Michael Lombardi today. I'm Ben Wilson from downtown Las Vegas. The three quarterback changes, that two of which have come out today, impacting the betting market in New York. We'll see Mike White in for Zach Wilson. Jets right now four-and-a-half-point favorites over the Bears. We expect to hear more on the status of Justin Fields a little bit later today for Chicago. In Carolina, Sam Darnold starting for Baker Mayfield. It's the Broncos minus two-and-a-half over the Panthers. And the one that just came out a few minutes ago, Kyle Allen in for Davis Mills in Houston. That is now huh, for Houston going to Miami. The Dolphins, as I update the screen, as high as 15. I should say as high as 13-and-a-half in the market. Uh, basically now blanketed. All the books have caught up with that move up to 13-and-a-half. Still, your largest spread on the board is Kansas City and the Rams, which has touched uh, 15. But for tomorrow, Josh, we start with the first game on the day. See where uh, see what we're thinking here on Bills and Lions. When you look at the market, and as we update now, uh, getting closer and closer to kick, seems like 9.5 is that point where the market is settled into with the side. Did see some early movement uh, coming down here. We were as high as 10 in some books. So we are sitting out pretty much a blanket 9.5. halves are your total as well after a lot of early movement to the over there, Josh. How have you interpreted the the truncated week of line volatility here with Bills and Lions to kick off Turkey Day? Yeah, so I think for the Bills, one advantage would be you just played in Detroit last week when you had your game changed because of that big snowstorm. So I know you probably uh, flew back there to Buffalo and you have to go back to Detroit, but you have kind of a friendly confines type angle there for the Bills. Now you hit the nail on the head, Ben. This game reminds me not based on an injury, but based on a buyback on the key number of 10 that Arizona Cardinals game that we saw against San Francisco. Remember San Francisco, they were minus eight. Kyler Murray was out. They got up to minus 10, but you did have buyback on Arizona plus 10, bringing him back down to nine and a half. Now, obviously it didn't matter. The 49ers blew him out, but you're seeing a similar sort of buyback here where uh, you mentioned it, Ben. Buffalo was up to minus 10 just yesterday. You did see a couple bites at the apple. Detroit uh, plus 10, bring it back down to nine and a half. Difference here would be uh, with Jared Goff, even though it's a team that hasn't posted a lot of wins, you do have some pretty good stats here. Dan Campbell as a dog. Dan Campbell uh, as a dog in his career, as a young career, only second year here, but uh, 17 and 10 ATS, 63% as a dog, 6 and 4 ATS as a dog. So this is kind of a big number. Feels like Buffalo will roll in this one. My one hesitation would be uh, again, we, at the outset of the show, we talked about how. Favorites on Thanksgiving have done well. Favorites, big favorites of seven or more have done even better here. But the fact that you did get to 10 and had some buyback, buyback, bring it back down to nine and a half. If you can still find a 10 out there, I'd be intrigued a little bit by Detroit plus 10. Uh, in terms of the total two, Ben, this is a really high one here. And I think Megan made a really good point. If you're betting props, you're probably going to target this game, expecting a lot of points indoors. I think when you're a prop better, you just look at it from a matchup standpoint or a player standpoint, but apply the betting market. I, if I'm going to bet over player props, I want to go to a game that expects a lot of points. That's why you see this 54 here open as low as like 51. So it's a big number, but that key, the most important thing to me, Ben, was the 10 getting bought back, bring it back down to nine and a half. I'd either wait it out. Maybe you'd be very selective here, but I'd be a little intrigued by Detroit plus 10. It's a gross one here. But it's the Lions on Thanksgiving. They're going to lose, Ben, but can they lose by nine or less? I think that's the question. I like that. They're going to lose. Can they just keep it at the number? Exactly. The Buffalo defensive side here, it has fallen off a little bit. Even though we saw the return of Tredavious White off the PUP list, with just cluster injuries for Buffalo, it was we assumed that that was probably going to happen at some point where – now, from a rush defense perspective, I, you know, I look at the updated numbers here, at least on a uh, EPA per play basis. Buffalo was really, uh, was, I mean, top two or three most of the year. They fall now down to 11th. Still a very elite group. They're still the number one team defending the pass on the season. But now that, uh, that Detroit has gotten a little healthier, and it, it sounds like uh, what, what you have DeAndre Swift, who was a full participant in practice on Monday, 
combined with the return a couple weeks ago of Amon Ross St. Brown, it's a Lions team that's been as healthy as they have been all year. You have to think they'll at least be able to push Buffalo, force the Bills to score, which is where my thought comes in of the Bills in, in this offense versus defense matchup should be able to name their score. And a 31-and-a-half team total is the highest on the board this week, yet it's one that I'd, I'd be looking to target over. Bills sleptwalked for basically 20 minutes coming out of the game against Cleveland, a very comparable bad bottom five defense. Still managed to score 31 points in that game relatively comfortably. So if, if you're thinking Detroit can at least find areas to move the ball and keep the pressure on Buffalo to score, uh, Bills should be able to, uh, to, to really uh, ratchet things up here. Now, I will say that team total has moved 31 and a half. It's now 33 and a half, uh, which, which kind of followed my, my theology here, uh, Josh, thinking that this is going to be a situation where Buffalo could easily get to 35, if not more. Yeah, and again, if you play if you play the over now, Ben, it's a little difficult because again, it opened around fifty one and a half. You're around fifty four and a half. So again, it could sail over and be a I don't know a thirty seven to twenty seven or thirty seven thirty type game, something like that. Uh, obviously, you'd be happy if the the uh, Detroit Lions were able to cover that number. But being a better and programming in your head the fact that hey, it's moved so much. I've identified money on the over. What if it lands 52, Ben, 53, and the early betters who got the number cash, you're late to the party and you lose. That's something I would be wary of. Again, trying to get the triggering number, not being late to the party. Yeah. Uh, also, just in terms of Detroit, and you mentioned it, St. Brown at wide receiver, DeAndre Swift at running back. These guys are really important to their offense. Uh, I'd be looking at also, you know, if you get Detroit – uh, at 10, looking for a backdoor cover. To me, that's important too. What if you're down, you know, 14, 17 late, you get a garbage touchdown to bring it back toward uh, the, the spread here. Also, Ben, you mentioned something really important, like look ahead numbers or kind of just being uh, o like overly concerned about your next game. Typically, that's a an angle that you bet in college. Like you see a lot of times in college football or college basketball, a sandwich game where you're playing kind of a bad opponent. You play down to their level, but you know you have a big, you know, Duke, like Duke's playing, I don't know, Kennesaw State. And then the next game, they know they're playing UNC in college basketball. Like you look ahead to that next spot. So NFL, these guys are pros. I don't think it's as big of a deal. But what I'm getting at is the Buffalo Bills after this game, Go to New England to play the Patriots here. So maybe you are looking ahead toward the Patriots, just like you mentioned very astutely earlier, where Miami and McDaniel are going to play San Fran next week. It's a great point. It leads me to think about this FC East, where for as good as <laughs> Buffalo is, as high as they are power rated in the market, 0-2 in the division so far. Losing to the Jets on the road and Miami on the road, both very much box score anomaly type games, especially the game in Miami. If you go back to the week three spot where, I mean, Buffalo just <laughs> destroyed Miami in the box score, but... Uh, could not find the big plays when it mattered the most in the red zone. Lost that game by two. Dolphins 7-3, and three, Bills 7-3. and three. It still Bills at about minus 225 to win the division. Are you of the thought, Josh, that down the stretch here, we, we flashed up the schedule and, and we'll show it again a second ago, a schedule that down the stretch is very heavily within the division. Still both games to come against the Pats and rematches with the Dolphins and Jets, each taking place in Buffalo in the month of December. <laughs> Is that a spot where you, you still believe the Bills are going to come out and win this division, even though they right now are not uh, in that first place position? So I'm biased, Ben. I'm a little compromised here. I did bet the Bills, you know, before the season started, pre-flop to the season to win this division here. I think it was around like minus 200. It was kind of a high number, but I know it's a really good low bets, high, higher dollar bet discrepancy from BetMGM. So to me, I'm a little worried about this Buffalo Bills team. You've had the injury to Josh Allen, their defense. You know, you've had a ton of injuries in the defensive side as well. Obviously, you're still leaning on Von Miller when it gets cold to really get a lot of sacks and kind of get backed into this Bills juggernaut that we thought we were going to see throughout the year. So 
I'm, I'm hoping the Bills win this division, but I don't think there's any value right now uh, laying a minus 200 or more. I mean, I'm looking at the Dolphins plus 250, Ben. To me, that, that's, a, that's a bettable number here right now. The Dolphins are going to have quite a few tiebreakers. They've played much better in the division than obviously the Bills have. And if you look at the Miami Dolphins uh, schedule here, obviously they're a huge favorite against the Texans. It's going to be a big game against the 49ers. They're at the Chargers, at the Bills. And then they're going to play your Packers here, Ben, but the Packers are not the Packers that we're used to over the last few years. Then you finish off the year Patriots-Jets. So there's a lot of division games for both these teams, and one team like the Dolphins have played well in the division. The other team like the Bills has not. So to me, again, I'm rooting for my original bet here to win on the Bills to win the division, but I don't like it now, and I don't think there's any value betting it now. If anything, I'd look toward Miami, a team that uh, with this new coach and, and Tyree Kill, they're, getting gel they're gelling more and more each week. You're coming off a bye. To me, the value is on the Dolphins to squeak this thing out and maybe win this division at plus 250. Look, you're clearly buying in now on Miami, and it sort of comes down to if you're comparing the number right now, plus 250 on Miami, versus what is that number going to be going into Buffalo? Because for Miami to win the division, if you look at the NFL tiebreakers, how it works, for Miami, head-to-head -head record is obviously number one, but Buffalo wins that game in Week 15. It would then come down to divisional record next, where uh, Miami is two and one right now. Buffalo's zero and two. But consider Buffalo is going to be. I mean, they're as I look right now, Buffalo is a five and a half point look ahead favorite on the road in New England. Buffalo is going to be a healthy favorite in every single divisional game uh, going forward. So you would think four and two if they were to beat Miami. Miami would also have had the second loss again at two and one in the division. Had the loss with Skyler Thompson at quarterback to the Jets. My point in saying that, Josh, is it would get very squirrely on the tiebreakers if you were to assume Buffalo would beat Miami in the rematch, meaning for Miami to win the division, they probably have to beat Buffalo on the road in Week 15. You think that money line would be higher than the plus 250 that you're getting right now, where presumably uh, if a money line's higher than that, it would probably have to be bills by six or seven if I'm, if I'm doing the math right, Josh. I think you are, Ben. Again, compare the current number to maybe a futures price. I would just say, though, Ben, I don't love a South Beach hot weather team going into Buffalo. We already saw the six feet of snow. That would worry me a little bit. Miami going to Buffalo and winning. Kind of limes. Like, I still think the Bills win the division, but at the price right now, as you pointed out, probably too much of a premium you'd be having to lay now at minus two and a quarter. When we return, Harry Gagdon from the Against All Odds podcast. He's ready to go. Week 12 NFL plays coming up next. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSEN.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. So you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not only today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. I'm pretty sure that is either your homepage, Josh, or like your most heavily bookmarked page on your, uh, your personal <laughs> computer there. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure that's the case, though, but our betting splits page. No, you're totally right, Ben. You know, it's funny. If I'm logged in, it'll, it'll be fine. And then if I'm logged out, I'll say, you've reached your page limit, so you better log in. So uh, to me, that's my Bible here, Ben. It's my live odds page. It's my bet splits page. Of course, will every, you know, sharp bet split win? No, of course not. But to me, if you're a market-driven better like myself, anytime you approach a game, I need two questions answered. Where's the public? Where's the smart money? So public, you can look at the ticket column, the bet percentage column, you know, 60%, 70%, 80%. That's going to be a public play. Compare the bets to the dollars. If you're low bets, like 40% bets, 
but 60% money and the lines will be in your favor. To me, that's how I use our VEASAN.com bet splits to our advantage. But just make sure you're a member. Make sure you're logged in. If not, it's going to kick you out. Yeah, there you go. Good, very good actionable advice from, uh, from <laughs> one Josh Applebaum. Time for our weekly spot with Harry Gagdon from the Against All Odds podcast, former Las Vegas sportsbook supervisor over at the, at the Red Rock, outstanding property here in the Las Vegas Valley. Oh, Harry. I... <laughs> Harry, you and I both up, uh, <laughs> good to good to see you as always. Couple of rough beats this past week. I was doing I do our live bet Sunday show every week where where we talk all sorts of you know, in game opportunities and uh, I was thinking of you because you gave out you had your teaser you teased the Rams Saints up to forty six. I took in game under in that uh, gave gave out that play under forty five and a half. We had two you know, massive long touchdowns early in the game. Didn't really feel sustainable. Yeah. We looked great on that. It was uh, a twenty seven seventeen rocking share game and then. Dennis Allen decides to throw for the end zone on third and six, stops the clock. Rams with a third-string quarterback in, drive down, and Matt Gay kicks a 58-yard field goal with eight seconds left to uh, to go to 27-20, and we both lost. That was a rough one, Harry. I'm sorry. I mean, it's a rough what, what are you going to do? When, when that happens, when it happens like that, the way it did, uh, Ben, I don't even know what to do except maybe just you just laugh. I mean, because yeah. it's like, what are, what are you even doing at this point? You know, you're really messing with a game like that when the game is over. Just, you know, uh, I don't understand it, but you know what? Sometimes crazy stuff like that happens at the end. They kick the field goal. Of course, it's from uh, 58 and it goes through, and we both lose, right? Crazy. Uh, Sometimes that happens. Hey, J- Josh, Josh, has been, Josh has been there too. Well, and your, and your pal, Cousin Sal, oh, I believe yeah. he wrote a book called uh, You Can't Lose Them All, which is a very fun right. read. Uh, <laughs> kind of goes I mean, to uh, the Unfortunately, I'm in that book way too much, by the way. Too, you're, you're in the I'm book in way, way too much. I can corroborate that. Yes, devoted a chapter to me, believe it or not. In there, it enti- so. yes, there is an entire. It's for people who haven't read that, which is a really fun, a great read. Uh, you can't it's lose them all. It's there is an entire good. chapter, yes, devoted to Harry Gag. Oh. Uh, Josh, you have your book as well, but I don't know uh, the Everything Guide to Sports Betting. I don't think is as many bad beats uh, and, and hilarity. It's more actionable <laughs> right. insights. So for whatever that's worth, Josh. Well, don't feel bad, guys. And Harry, it's great to finally you know meet you know meet you in person or virtual at least. But uh, I had the Steelers. I had the Steelers plus four and a half. I beat the closing line. It closed yeah. at three and a half. You're leading by three at halftime. What happens? You know, obviously Kenny Pickett turns the ball over. Joe Burrow scores a bunch of points. So bad beats. We, we've all dealt with them. So you're not alone on that one, Harry. No, no doubt uh, on that. Yeah. Uh, Harry, we turn our attention though to Week 12 in the NFL, looking at Turkey Day tomorrow. And uh, shocker, but you're, you're involved basically in every game here. Uh, let's start with game number one. And, and how this relates. You're doing a little teaser going right back to the well, Harry. What do you like uh, to start the day, and, uh, and how is that going to work out in, in your whole portfolio? Yeah, I'm going to do a 7.3-team Turkey Day teaser. First game on the docket is the Bills and Lions. Look, I'm going to go from over 54.5 to over 47.5. I think there's some points here in the first game. Bills offense, 30 points or more the last two weeks. Buffalo's average 30 points per game in three meetings versus the NFC teams this year. Detroit's flying high, guys, too. They're fun to watch. Currently on their first three-game winning streak in five years. They've scored 31 points back-to-back weeks. I don't see their defense stopping Josh Allen, and I think the Bills are still going to give up some, too. Uh, Goff has been good, and the Lions have been good. I'm going to go over 47.5 in the first part of that teaser. Harry, let me ask you about your next one here, looking at Daniel Jones. And this game is fascinating to me because I'm actually looking at laying up the points with the Cowboys. And we were talking about a lot of you know really big numbers this week. What's notable to me is it looks kind of a fade the trendy dog play where public is saying 
Uh, the G-Men, I know you got a lot of injuries here, but you're 7-3. and three. You're getting 9.5, almost 10 points now. you got to take the points. But even though majority of bets are on the Giants, the line keeps going to Dallas here. So any take on just the regular spread, if you can still get a 9.5, it does look like, and I see one shop even going to 10 right now. This is, is something where you would lean on laying the points or uh, to your, your prop here that you really like. And I'm with you, Daniel Jones, to throw a pick, minus 120. Maybe give me your take on that one too. Yeah, yeah. you know what? I would, I would lean towards Dallas. That's the second part of my teaser. I'm going to tease Dallas down from nine and a half down to two and a half. Uh, mainly, you know, this Giants team, you mentioned, uh, Josh, the injuries from last week. They got crushed last week. They, uh, Adoree Jackson's out, second leading tackler on that team behind Julian Love. Um, the center's out for, uh, for uh, the, the, um, the Giants. One of the second leading wide receiver, uh, Thompson, out, injured as well. Just devastated last week. The Giants came back down to earth, and they looked. They looked. They didn't look great against Detroit. Let's be honest here. And Dallas, I'm not, aside from looking the, probably the best I've looked all season against the Vikings. I'm not even going this way. I'm just saying the Dallas defense is so good. They will shut down Daniel Jones. Uh, they beat them the first time, so I think they get the two. They cover the two, and I, I would lean towards them covering the spread too. And you mentioned I do like Daniel Jones at minus one twenty to throw a pick. Jones had two picks last week. I mentioned against Detroit. Uh, and had to have his most attempts in the season for 44 because they were behind. That's not a good remedy uh, rem- uh, recipe for Daniel Jones to get moving in terms of a game against this Dallas defense, uh, who's he's already thrown a pick against in the first time they met. I'm going to go Jones throws a pick, minus 120, because they'll probably be behind, and eventually he will throw one against Dallas. And I do like Dallas minus the two on the teaser, and I would lean towards them minus the nine, nine and a half on um, – on the spread as well. All right, Harry Gagden again with us on the Lombardi line at AAO Harry. If you don't follow him uh, already, they, always nice for him to join us on these Wednesday editions of the show. And for the final game of this uh, this teaser leg, Harry, uh, first off, what do you expect just to see out of Minnesota after it was their worst mm. home loss since 1963? I mean, pre-Metrodome era. Uh, I know you're teasing this up here, which makes a lot of sense uh, given the Patriots' lack of ability to move the ball on offense and their center uh, could be out as well and uh, David Andrews, who's been banged mm. up as well. Uh, so you're teasing that up to 50 to close out the, the overall teaser spot here. But what do you what do you make of the Vikings coming off that trouncing at the hands of Dallas? Yeah, I want to go under the 50, but you know, I I don't I don't hold that uh, burial by Dallas so much in my head because you got to remember Minnesota was coming off back to back emotional road wins when they were down double digits to Washington, where Cousins and uh, O'Connell O'Connell used to be the offensive coordinator there. Cousins obviously played for Washington, win that game when they were down 10 in the fourth. Then they do what they did last week, uh, the week before, against the Buffalo, down 17, come back. So they just didn't have anything left in the tank. I'm glad they didn't get any injuries because you know I'm on Minnesota. I've been on them all season this year. And I'm going to take this game, though, guys, to go under 50. The Pats defense, second in sacks, fourth in picks in the league. Five of the last six games, New England's held their opponents to 17 or less in just the last two weeks. Just two field goals. That's been it. Uh, and their offense, invisible against the Jets last week, and they're just 20th in points scored and 25th in yards gained in the league. Minnesota's defense, we just mentioned, did you right, Ben. Didn't show up last week, that's for sure, but I think they get back at it here. National television, Kendricks, Hicks, fix things for Minnesota. This is a low-scoring game. Cousins pulls it out, I think, by a field goal, maybe up, maybe up to six points. But I'd really like the under at 50. So that's a three-team, seven-point nice. Turkey Day teaser. 
Harry, let's finish up this segment. I'm really loving getting your insight here on these games. Uh, Falcons, Commanders. Looks like you're targeting the total in this one. It's around 41-42. You do have Washington around a four-and-a-half-point favorite in this one, but I believe you're expecting some points in this one between the Falcons and the Commanders. Yeah, I like this. I like Washington offense under Taylor Heineke. Extremely efficient. They've scored 55 total points combined last two weeks and wins. Uh, Heineke and McLaurin have a nice rapport together. I like Logan Thomas had his big uh, best game of the season last week with receptions and yards. And Atlanta is 28th in the league in yards against defensively. And Atlanta, for the last six games, 42 points more in those games. They're the third best rushing attack in the league. That's the game I'm looking at, really, for a total on Sunday. I like Atlanta and Washington to go over 42, guys. You went over in the Falcons last week, Harry. I mean, that uh, the game against the Bears, I mean, even though it only went over by one, like the whole pace of that game was, was certainly right. uh, you know, to the over the entire time. Atlanta now 29th against the pass on an EPA per play basis. So, uh, look, it's, it's a big move to the commanders from three to four and a half, but feels justified in the market, and yet you're still getting a, a nice uh, low total there as well. So, Harry, best of luck with the plays. Happy Thanksgiving as well. I assume you are you staying in the uh, the greater Phoenix area for uh, for your Thanksgiving celebration? No, I'm celebrations. actually. You no. know what? I'm in Hollywood, LA. Oh, uh, right on the LA area right now, and I'm taking a flight uh, to Salt Lake City tonight. So I'll Look be in that. Salt Lake City for the weekend. It's Harry Gagden, world traveler, at least traveler in the West Coast <laughs> mountain region. Uh, Harry, always good to catch up with you. We'll see you next Wednesday. Happy Thanksgiving, and thanks for stopping by as always. Same to you guys. Take care. Thanks, guys. All right, Josh, when we return, it is time. I know you've been, we've been waiting for this. Your favorite plays on the Thanksgiving Day card of the National Football League as we wrap up the show, final show before Thanksgiving here on the Lombardi Line as we discuss all the top line moves and our Thanksgiving Day thoughts next here on the show. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on VSIN with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets 
It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We're back for the final time on the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Happy Thanksgiving in advance to all of you listening, watching out there, and a big thanks to our producer behind the glass, Matt Santos, our technical director, Andrew Ingold, everybody else helping. Uh, Sergio Santos, Mikhail Bala, Brian Ortega, I believe, is in the house as well today. Uh, Troy Kinch, Ryan Hunter, everybody everybody helping out here, making the, the show work on a Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Uh, hoping Michael Lombardi's feeling a little bit better. Hope to have him back tomorrow. Patrick Maher will be back tomorrow, right as all the Thanksgiving Day games kick off. So, uh, Josh, big thanks to you for filling in today. Uh, you have the one play here. It's going to be it's going to be Dallas. You laying it? Is that your one Thanksgiving Day play here as we get ready for tomorrow? That is it, Ben. Yeah, That's as it? of right now, I'll probably add some more, Ben. And again, when the drinks are flowing, when it's me and the fiance trying to figure out how to make a turkey for the first time, just oh, us and yeah. our dog. Uh, we may have to add a few more bets here just to make it a little more interesting. But this is a game that really caught my eye with the Dallas Cowboys just from a couple different angles. Number one, we are seeing movement right now. And this is what I was kind of uh, hoping for because I got Dallas at minus nine and a half. I'm seeing across the market as we're doing our show, Ben, the last 15 minutes, last 10 minutes, Ooh, really. Cowboys 10. are up to minus 10. So, yeah, that's really meaningful here. When you're around a key number, that tells me that a lot of this late money is getting scooped up here uh, toward the Dallas Cowboys, even though it's a really high number. And this kind of reminds me a lot of, in a way, in a different way, that Cowboys line at the Vikings, where even though that was a really short number, we're at the Vikings, and it was all week, Ben. People, I was on Twitter and hearing, hey, the wrong team is favored. Why are the Cowboys favored? You know, uh, the odds makers are crazy. That should have been Vikings favored in that spot. But the line kept going to Dallas last week, a pick them to like minus two, even though majority of bets were on the Vikings. Well, this one's the same sort of thing. The majority of the bets here are on the uh, the New York Giants. They're getting around 61% of bets, yet this line keeps going up toward uh, the Dallas Cowboys. So the look at line was as low as like minus seven, six and a half. You immediately got up to nine, nine and a half. And then today, around 24 hours before the game starts, you are seeing this line movement further toward Dallas. So this would be a fade the trendy dog play. I know I have a lot of systems here, Ben, on divisional dogs, road dogs, double-digit dogs, all this kind of stuff, which would technically match with the Giants. But this Giants team, and, and we've had you know Harry talk about it too uh, in our last segment, they're really banged up. They have a lot of injuries. Adoree Jackson's out. They have a bunch of offensive linemen who are out. Uh, even we were talking to Megan earlier in the show, uh, you know, Micah Parsons or some of these defensive guys to get a sack or more or half a sack. To me, that could be worth a look here as well. But anytime you're getting a primetime game where public is all over Giants, yet the line keeps going to Dallas, again, it's tough now to lay a 10 because you missed the key number. Now they win by 10, you push. But if you're able to get that 9.5 or you see a kind of a square, slow-moving book that hasn't adjusted yet, I'm laying the points here with Dallas at home, especially in a Thanksgiving Day spot where we do tend to see favorites and really these bigger favorites yeah. cover at a really high rate. Can we count on that being the first play for Team Josh Applebaum on a VEASAN bets giving? Kind of, it kind of sounds like that's going to be the direction, uh, Josh, you're going to go with. 
So I have a problem here, Ben. I bet it at my books at nine and a half, and I just looked, logged into the DraftKings app, which is available to us with, with this contest, and they're all tens now. You so didn't what bet do I do, it. Ben? You didn't uh, bet again, it. Again, I, I was late to the party, so I may be looking at the Patriots. That's another tough okay. one because I liked them plus three. Now they're down to two and a half. So I might have to go bold. Maybe we'll go Pat's money line. I don't know. What do you think? Wow. Ben? Oh, interesting. Pat's yeah. uh, Pat's money line. Uh, I, and I'll say this on, on the the game here with the Giants in Dallas. I, I'm certainly leading to look on the first half for the Giants. You mentioned with the injuries, I just don't see how this holds up for 60 minutes for New York. However, a Dallas team, maybe a little fat and happy coming off the 40-3 to shellacking of Minnesota. Could you see a slow start for the Cowboys? I certainly could coming back home, taking on a, it's a rematch within the division against a Giants team that for all of its personnel deficiencies, we've seen Brian Dable as a coach get his team ready to go each and every week. Sands last week against Detroit. I, I expect a much better performance in the first, at least the first 30 to 40 minutes out of the Giants. I don't think it really lasts necessarily, but uh, Giants plus six for the first half would be intriguing for me uh, as that has started to creep up. Well, I don't know. We, we're still in, uh, in heavy discussions among the team between myself, Jeff Parles, and Matt Santos for Team uh, Live Bet Saturday. But uh, could, if, especially with this continuing to rise, and again, the Giant injury report, we're waiting for that to be finalized today. Early movement, though, would indicate a lot of those guys who are questionable uh, likely not to see much of the practice field here today, Josh. So I uh, totally understand your thinking there, and it, uh, it also leads into our pro tip of the hour here at VSIN, which you were talking about earlier. Uh, you can you can repeat it, Josh, but it's all about how, uh, at least Thanksgiving, compared to general NFL betting, it is usually chalky. Your favorites historically have done much better, so keep that in mind uh, for your Thanksgiving handicapping. Yeah, exactly right, Ben. So give me the numbers once again here. When you look toward these Thanksgiving Day games, favorites do very well. They're 33 and 16 against the spread, 67% since 2005. Uh, ben, by the way, that was the year that I graduated high school and went to uh, UVM for the first there time, 2005. Mount Greylock Mounties, class of 05. Also, Ben, this is the night where you haven't seen any of your friends for like five to 10 years and you go to the local bar and you figure <laughs> out, okay, how, what has happened to these people that I used to hang out with every single day? So a pro tip, make sure you get an Uber if you're going out tonight. Pro but tip. also, Ben, these Thanksgiving favorites on the road have been really good. That would technically match with Buffalo, but I'm not going to lay the points with Buffalo because you are seeing some buyback 10 to 9.5 here on Detroit. But road favorites on Thanksgiving are 18-5 and five against the spread, 78% since 05. Home favorites are 15-11 ATS, 58%. Here's the one that's notable because this would match, kind of fit my, my theory here with the Cowboys being a fade the trendy dog play. Favorite of seven or more on Thanksgiving, you're 17 and four against the spread, 81%. Also, if you're a favorite with a line move in your favor on Thanksgiving since 05, you're 13 and five ATS, 72%. So again, it's been historically NFL is a really good sport to bet on dogs and unders. Totals are pretty much a wash on Thanksgiving, but just keep an eye out for these chalky favorites. I don't know what it is, Ben. Maybe the favorites are just excited to play. The other team's like, hey, let's get out of here and have our Thanksgiving dinner. I'm not sure, but you do see these chalk favorites do very well on Turkey Day. Very good. Our pro tip of the hour here in our, in our final segment of the show. You also mentioned liking the Pats a little bit here, Josh, against Minnesota. As much as you know, as I'm inclined to think, on the surface, does feel like a pretty good bounce-back situation for the Vikings off of the trouncing at home against Dallas on Sunday, losing 40-3. to I also wonder from the overall game planning on uh, Kevin O'Connell's standpoint, the head coach for the Vikings, don't you think you get back to what has worked for you, which has been establishing the run with Dalvin Cook, especially against a Patriot defense that right now ranks number among the top, among the leaders, top five in pass defense on the EPA per play basis, have been very much middle of the pack, got off to a very bad start against the run defensively, have been better as of late. Yet Minnesota's strength has been the offensive line from a run-blocking perspective, not necessarily protecting Kirk Cousins. They grade in the bottom half of the league in pass protection so far this year. You have to think for Minnesota, the offensive game plan will be, will be much better 
I would assume. And instead of the multi-tiered, multi-threat Dallas offense you're going against, what has this Patriot offense really done at all, Josh? A team that I had put up three points offensively last week, Mac Jones and the offensive numbers. It's a, it's a bottom five team as far as average yards per drive offensively. I kind of like Minnesota to, uh, to to bounce back here, but it's not a game I'd really want to uh, get involved with pre-flop when you consider all the different elements here at play. So you would have the fact that, again, favorites do well on Thanksgiving. Obviously, the Vikings are favored by two and a half here, but they did open laying three. So the line movement did go toward the Patriots. Uh, I even saw one book that was a three and a half really, really early, immediately got to three. Now you're down to two and a half. One notable thing, too, is, you know, these two and a halves on uh, the Vikings, they're not minus two and a half. Minus 115, like it may get back up to three. So if you're holding out for the three on New England, I don't know if you're going to get it. Ben, uh, let me ask you this. Is it a big surprise that you have no offensive output whatsoever when you hire defensive coaches to call your plays? Like, this is me taking off my gambling hat and putting on my Patriots born and raised fandom hat. Like, they can't get anything going on offense. Mac Jones, I think to me, has he played well? No, but obviously uh, his offensive line, one of the worst in the NFL. I think you're, you're dying to get Dante Skarnecchia back to fix that offensive line. I'm a little bit concerned just from the buy low, sell high standpoint, Ben, like you mentioned it. Yeah. Vikings are off a really big blowout loss. Patriots have won a bunch of games in a row. Even though it doesn't look good, they're still winning these games. So typically I like to bet against the team that just won, bet on the team that didn't play very well. So that would be in your back pocket. But I think if you're looking at a matchup standpoint, Ben, we saw what Micah Parsons and that Dallas defense did the Vikings last week. The Patriots one strength this year, and it's a really good strength is their defensive front, Matthew Judon. Obviously, you also look at Kirk Cousins really struggling in prime time. I know he got off the schneid here, was it last year, but he's also mm-hmm. struggled in prime time. You missed the three. It's tough now at this point. I'd still be looking at the Patriots in this spot. It's a primetime dog. You have seen primetime dogs this year cover at a plus 60% clip. All right, looking for the patch there on, on one Josh Applebaum. As we go out of here, Josh, you, you talked about your NHL game you already liked. Uh, NBA, you got to play for us. Mavs Celtics as we go out here on the Lombardi line. Yeah, so I look at the Dallas Mavericks here, Ben. And by the way, my Boston Bruins are a pick 'em. How do you not play the Bruins All here right, tonight? Bees, so I am on the I'm on the bees. Let's get it uh, tonight. But also Celtics, I'd be a little wary. They open minus seven at home, minus six. They're down to four and a half. Your rested spot here uh, for the Dallas Mavericks. I'd be looking at Mavericks plus the points at the Garden tonight against the Celtics. Right, those Boston Bruins in Florida tonight against the Panthers. Seventeen and two, Boston Bruins. Josh, you're playing them on the money line uh, as well. They're about to kick off in the World Cup. As we uh, we get this one going, it looks like we will uh, we'll see Belgium and Canada. Should be a very uh, interesting matchup there. Spain beating Costa Rica seven 0 earlier. Up next, it is Vison big bets with Jeff Parles and Amal Shaw. Josh, an absolute blast hanging with you, man. Happy Thanksgiving. You too, brother. Have a great Thanksgiving. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 